BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for us. From the ultimate girl bomb grip to the professional grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girl Bomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb, available at Walgreens. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. The Large Nerdron Collider podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. Hey everybody, welcome to The Large Nerdron Collider, the podcast that's all about the geeky things happening in the world around us and how very excited we are about them. I'm Ariel Kasten, and with me as always is someday he's going to kick the ball, Jonathan Strickland. I just learned the Moon Knight doesn't actually moon people. Moon Moon, you can't ask why Moon Knight doesn't moon people. Okay, well, you know what I can ask? I can ask a question. I can't even explain what made me think of this question. But Ariel, when you're under the weather, what's your go-to comfort food? Um, mac and cheese, 100%. That's a good answer. It is. Or cheese bananas. Cheese bananas? It's when you take a block of cheddar cheese and you peel it and you eat it like it's a banana. Oh. (laughs) I I was like, like, I was about to, I was about to say like, I'm starting to think that your comfort food is what makes you sick. (laughs) I mean, maybe. So originally my comfort food was uh, poor man's shepherd's pie, which my mom used to make, which is where you put the mashed potatoes on the bottom and you cover it with a layer of ground beef and sautéed onions, and then you put regular canned corn and then canned cream corn on top of it. So you don't have, I don't, I'm not a big gravy fan, so you don't have the gravy in there. And it's just really simple, and it's really good, and it's really hearty. And that's like one of my favorite dishes of all time, as simple as it is. But it makes me sick, so I, you know, I, have a, I can't eat potatoes. Yeah, so uh, it without, becomes a cyclical thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, I can. I don't get a severe reaction to them, but I have to eat them. I have to eat it sparingly. So mac and cheese is my backup, which also means that it's my primary. What about you? Uh, I'm a simple man. I go with the tomato soup and grilled cheese sandwich combo. Um, typically a very, very much a, a simple grilled cheese. Like I'm talking like American slice cheese, you know, just cause it has a really good melt factor. I realize mm-hmm. that that is not the best of grilled cheeses. I've had grilled cheeses that have fancy cheeses in them and they are uh. by every definition better. But for mm. comfort food, I go for the simple like craft American slice grilled cheese sandwich Campbell's tomato soup the, combo. The cra- well, I can't do the tomato soup. And I used to like I threw a fit in preschool because I had to eat like tomato soup with elbow noodles in it. And I only wanted to eat the noodles and I didn't want to eat the tomato. So at that time, we didn't know I had an allergy. So I threw kind of a fit and got in trouble for it. But um, American cheese and a grilled cheese is the way to go. It's like a hug. It's it's so like silky and smooth yeah. it's like a hug in your mouth and, um and for you, dessert you gotta also cut the uh sandwich on a diagonal by the way i, I forgot to mention i agree that. yeah i agree so you get the ultimate cheese pull uh for dessert because you know you have to have your your comfort dessert as well it's coffee ice cream okay yeah i think for me it's peanut butter ice cream but okay let's uh there you go no, no reason why I was asking that. Cough, cough, COVID, yuck. Okay, let's move oh, I'm on. I'm sorry, you're still not feeling well. I'm All right. almost I'm almost through it. I'm like one more day and I get to emerge from isolation. But we've got news Excellent. to cover. And you'll be in the future. Yes. Just just we'll like spend I spend the rest of our lives. We're we'll spend the rest of our lives. Look, I was segueing into the I fact know. that we're getting a Futurama reboot. Um Again. Again. Like Okay, the first Futurama reboot was okay. Yeah, I've got thoughts on that. But also, like, I'm, I like Futurama. I do. And I think it's like Simpsons. It's one of the ones that has more potential for reboot. But, like, I don't know. It's never quite the same. If you look at Animaniacs, which is one of my favorite cartoons of all times, and the reboot just did not hit the same notes and I'm, I'm worried that the more you reboot Futurama like you know like a clone of a clone of a clone of a clone the dumber they get right right it's it's a copy of a copy of a copy so a couple of other things we want to mention one is that at least as of the recording of this podcast uh, one of the the performers John DiMaggio who voiced Bender is not currently slated to return he's been having a, a contractual disagreement about uh, how much he should be paid. And I mean, this is a thing like voice actors have been kind of the kicking uh, folks uh, in the acting world for a long time. Like, <laughs> like, like they don't get treated with the respect that other types of actors do uh, that. In fact, to the point where like guilds would sometimes exclude voice actors from other types of actors, which is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So that is still going on. Um, I imagine they'll work something out because I cannot fathom them going with Futurama with a different voice bender and that actually working out for them. Um, I mean, they could try to get someone who sounds the same way, but you can always tell. Well, and generally speaking, voice actors have kind of this code of ethics where it's not cool to go after someone else's gig. Like if someone else has that sort of a contractual falling out, it is Mm -hmm. considered sort of taboo to yeah. sign up for that. So uh, yeah. 
the other thing I wanted to mention is you, you talked about the the first reboot being kind of just eh, okay. I think a big mm-hmm. part of that was that they spent so much time making jokes about getting canceled and coming back. And like they, they had a lot of jokes that were directed at Fox in particular um, and essentially saying, yeah, you idiots, you, you canceled us. And it got to the point where as I was watching, I was like, can we just move on and make funny stories? Because I'm kind of, I get that you're bitter that your show got canceled, but this is not entertaining. It might be therapeutic for you, but it's not entertaining. (laughs) Yeah, like you can make one episode about that. Animaniacs did the same, like, or at least they had one skit in their first episode, at least. But, you know, if you're going to play that joke super sparingly. Yeah. I have no real segue into our next story. So that's if you want to watch the Netflix Defender series, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Punisher, Iron Fist, or Luke Cage, or the actual Defenders, you've got to do it this month, this February, because afterwards it's not going to be on Netflix anymore. Yeah, the the contract where they had the agreement on how long it would stay on Netflix is coming up to being expired. There's a lot of speculation as to where those series might end up. Uh, It's been reported that Daredevil in particular has seen like a a resurgence in views ever since uh, the the Hawkeye (laughs) series. Um, Yes. Don't know why. (laughs) Kingpin. (laughs) And, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, and also Spider-Man, which I still haven't seen, but it has been spoiled pretty thoroughly for me. Um, uh, but, uh, anyway, the, it's, it's been getting popular again. And so there's some real speculation. Could it end up going to Hulu? Could it end up going to Disney plus? I've seen a lot of articles that are worded. The headline is worded as if it's definitively going to one or the other but I have seen no confirmation on either. Yeah, I think that wording is probably just to make people click. I think so, too. It's almost like Uh, they're baiting you. Almost, almost. But I will be interested to see, you know, at least we know we're going to get those characters some more, some of them, at least, which is nice. Yes. Um, Something else I I thought was nice until the trailer came out for it. And I think it's really nice now. (laughs) Lord, is the Chippendale... Rescue Rangers trailer that just came out the day that we're recording this. Uh, It's the one with John Mulaney as Chip and Andy Samberg as Dale. Mm -hmm. And it is not at all what I expected. And the trailer is so bonkers. It is very weird. It has, um, it has, has, it's a mixture of live action and animation, which we knew was going to happen going in. We knew that Mm -hmm. was going to be the case. Um, but, but you thought it was going to be like like the chipmunks with like CGI chipmunks and like Alvin Simon Theodore chipmunks, CGI well get, chipmunks and real people. You get a half of that. One of the two. Uh, one of the two is CGI because yeah, he got the CGI surgery. Yeah. So this new story from what little <laughs> I can gather from the trailer, because there's. The, I, the story might have a wonderful through line and it might have a wonderful story, but I can't tell from the trailer. There's just so much packed into it. That's just like makes you References. go, what in the world? Yeah. So uh, Chip and Dale are, are kind of past their prime. Uh, Chip is a, a like insurance salesman or something. And Dale is running the convention circuit. Chip is still in 2D. Dale is in 3D. And then they have to rescue somebody. 
Um, and then there's like all kinds of cartoons, all kinds of real life. It's a very like Roger Rabbit kind of the world where people and, and cartoons live together and me- CGI and like, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's all sorts of weird. And there's a lot of, uh, meta jokes. Um, yeah. Um, did you happen to see, I- I'm sure you did. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't. Uh, did you happen to see MC Scat Cat and Paula Abdul in the background in one of those sequences? I did. I did not know <laughs> Disney owned MC Scat Cat. I don't know that they did, but they might have licensed him. But yeah, they might have MC Scat Cat from Two Steps Forward, Two Steps Back with the Paula Abdul song shows up, uh, as does Roger Rabbit um, and the My Little Ponies and the cats from Cats, but they're yep. the bad CGI version. Um, yeah. Yeah, as in the cats from the recent film adaptation of the musical Cats. Uh, It is truly bizarre. Like, I, Mm -hmm. it is the weirdest thing I think I would have ever noticed or ever seen from Disney. And it, I mean, it's because they partnered with the Lonely Island folks when they were making this, which is like, when you think about how protective Disney is of its IP, it is absolutely insane to see this. Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know if it's going to be good, but I know I'm going to have to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. I, I don't, I don't know that I like it as of right now because I just don't understand so much of it. I like one little part and there's a little CGI mouse that's addicted to cheese. And he's like, more please. And a cartoon mouse feeds some cheese. And he says more please. And a cartoon mouse feeds some cheese. And that moment's adorable. And horrible. And I like that moment. Yeah. Um, It's giving me Ready Player One vibes in a way, you know, that sort of like, let's throw or Space Jam, the most recent Space Jam. Let's throw every single reference we can at this one movie. And knowing the people who are behind it, I would expect that this would come across more as a spoof of that. Like they're making fun of that as opposed to them trying to create their own version of that, which is part of why I'm interested. Yeah. I know originally when this movie was announced and like the casting was up on IMDb, like the minimal casting, my, uh, my friend and my niece and nephews were upset that there wasn't a Monty or a zipper or a gadget, but there are, there is a Monty and a zipper. We know at least, um, from this trailer, no gadget can be seen, but maybe they have to rescue her. And that's how we found out. Thank you. Gizmodo that there is also a gadget cult in Russia. Yeah, I did not know that until I read that article. It's so bizarre. So bizarre. The world is so much stranger than any bizarre movie with a 3D uh, chipmunk and a 2D chipmunk teaming up could could make you believe. That's true. I guess we'll just have to go to outer space for some normalcy. Yes, we are. uh, Just as we were about to go to record this, we saw the notification that there is going to be another Star Trek film in the Abrams universe of star trek films so uh we had star trek beyond which a lot of people just assume was going to be the third and final film in a trilogy with chris pine as uh as captain kirk and you know mm-hmm. uh you had simon Pegg as as scotty and all that but all the surviving cast members are going to come back and do a fourth movie yeah it's it's hard to hear surviving members well but, i know um... i it's hard for me to talk about because he was an incredibly talented actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like that. Matt Shakeman is directing. He did WandaVision. Shackman. 
not Shankman. Yeah, Shackman. Shackman. Um, because I feel like WandaVision had the kind of uh, moral and emotional bent that would play really well in Star Trek. Not that that's all he can do, but right. But we know if he, he took can some of those sensibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. WandaVision, like to this day, WandaVision is still one of those shows that I think had one of the, the deepest emotional gut punches for me. Uh, one that is is currently very relevant in uh, mm-hmm. in in uh, our lives, uh, not to get into it, but like there were messages in WandaVision that I felt were really powerful and it made you forget that they were being delivered from comic book characters. So yes. I agree. I think that this could be something that, you know, we could see some real emotional resonance in this Star Trek film, as well as it'll be, you know, thrilling and exciting and all that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I really liked the first. I didn't mind the second, uh, but I really liked the third as well, which I know you have not seen. So yeah, I'm, seen, I'm excited. I haven't seen Star Trek Beyond. I did not like Into Darkness. I was pretty vocal about that. Is that, that. the second one or the first that's one? the second one. That's, that's the, that's the return of Khan. <laughs> Listen, it's following the old Star Trek movie uh, trope, which is every other one is good and every other one is yeah, poopy, but the it's... old trope was that the even ones were good. <laughs> well, that number two, number two saying. was the one that you didn't like. So That's what I'm saying the the even ones were good in the original one. Oh, now it's I see. The what you're odd, see, because Wrath of Khan was two and then Search for Spock was three. Yeah. But Voyage Home was four. But then Final <laughs> Frontier was five. Listen, you know, I, I watched them at a period of time where I had very little like refined taste and I enjoyed most of them. I understand. It was back when Ariel wasn't able to count. Okay, we're going to go to commercial break. I'm kidding, Ariel. I'm kidding. I may I may not come back. Jeez. <laughs> hey, Twitter fans who are talking about us getting spicy on Twitter, it's happening again. Yeah, well, well, Get your popcorn. Gonna, tell you what, it's going to happen in the commercial break. We'll be all lovey-dovey when we come back. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic. 
treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Okay, we uh, we made up. uh uh-huh. off- uh, uh, during the commercial break, um, nothing like a little consumerism to really bring people back together. <laughs> and uh, speaking of consumerism, we're now going to talk about some of the geek-themed commercials that were in the superb owl. Yes. So uh, I watched the game, and Jonathan did not. There were a lot. There are a lot of what I would say would be geek-themed commercials in there. Also, a lot of cryptocurrency commercials. Yeah. Yeah, uh, including the Coinbase one where they had the QR code up on screen and it crashed their app. Yeah, um, which which uh, two people, uh, my, I, I only had a couple people over that have been in my bubble. Um, we all knew we were not COVID-y uh, before they came over, but uh, two of them scanned the QR code. One of them refused. Um, <laughs> and I let them tell me what it was. I followed the story of the commercials using a live blog that only told me about the commercials and had nothing about the game itself, which is fine. Uh, I am not a sports it was a good person. Game. I, I well, and, and you know, it had an incredible ending. I understand that. Uh, I don't care about the kitty cats versus the horny goats, so I didn't really watch <laughs> it. But um, again, I'm making light of it, but that's because like it's just not my passion. I totally respect yeah. people who love sports. That's great. I'm glad that's your thing, and I hope that you took a great amount of enjoyment. Uh, if you were a fan of the kitty cats, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, we we wanted to talk about some of the the uh, the trailers that came out. Yeah. Uh, real quick before we do that, I want to say because you didn't watch them, you followed the blog, you missed many of the commercials, Geeky or Not, had really good music. Like something I noticed. Exceptional well, I, music. I actually watched the commercials that because I watched oh, okay. the they had the YouTube videos. But I will say also there were different versions that were on YouTube versus the ones that were actually during the game. The first one we're going to talk about yep. is the trailer for Dr. Strange uh, in the multiverse of madness. And that one had two different, slightly different versions. The one in the game was different from the one that they actually put up on YouTube, but boy, howdy did they give us a lot in that one? Yes. Uh, I, first of all, I am glad that it's so prominently featuring Wanda. Yes. Um, the Scarlet witch. 
And I love, there's this great moment where she is talking about how when he breaks the rules, when Dr. Strange breaks the rules, he's considered a hero. And when she breaks the rules, she's a villain. And she says, it doesn't seem fair. And I'm like, there's, it's like chilling the way she delivers Mm -hmm. that line because it's just so matter of fact. And like Elizabeth Olsen is a phenomenal actress, which I really didn't appreciate until WandaVision. But boy, Mm -hmm. I loved the little bits we got to see in this trailer. Yeah, this movie is going to be so bizarre that I think she's really going to bring a, a super grounded perspective to it, which I, considering the subject matter, which I like. Um, I am also very excited that uh, in the trailer, you can see that there is evil Doctor Strange, which we got in the What If series. Yeah, there's actually, I think a lot of What If is bleeding into this because not only was there Sinister Strange. Which, yes, please let Benedict Cumberbatch go go uh off the rails please there look like there could be some zombie stuff going on it looked mm-hmm. like that's a possibility it looks like captain carter is in this oh i missed that captain carter that's peggy carter as captain america except she's captain no, Britain. I, I saw that but i missed yeah. it in the trailer okay so in the trailer there's a sequence where we see Dr. Strange being led uh, to stand in front of a group of people. Uh, there are four Ultron robots that are leading him there. That already was crazy to see Ultron again, um, or at least the Ultron bots again. And what it appears to be the Illuminati uh, in Marvel Comics, the Illuminati is a group of of uh, characters who together uh, try to protect all of reality. And Dr. Strange usually is a member of the Illuminati, as is uh, the Black Bolt. And uh, Iron Man is often one as well. Well, if you look at the the silhouettes on the dais, which is hard to make out, one of them appears to, I think, be Captain Carter, the one sitting down. Um, I think Mordo's one of the other ones. Uh, and yeah, it's also, but the, the big news, obviously, is that there's a, a a familiar voice that rings out and a little bit of a hint of a silhouette from behind, and it, it and it's Jonathan Strickland. That yeah, no. well, I mean, it's same haircut, but uh, <laughs> no, it is it is uh, Captain Picard. No, I'm sorry, it's Professor X. It is. It'll be good to see him in something after Logan because that yes. was so sad. <laughs> yeah, I, I I love this trailer. It. it Here's the thing. You know what this trailer made me think of, Ariel? Do you remember way back in the day when there was that fan film that was presented as a trailer that was Grayson, supposed to be the story of Robin? Yes. The the feeling I got walking away after the first time I saw Grayson was, that looked amazing. And then on second thought, I was like, how would you actually fit all of that plot into a single movie? That's the feeling I'm getting with this trailer. Yes, I I completely agree. Um, Something, and maybe I just missed it, that I was surprised not to see in it. Cause we knew that back and not that plans can't change. We knew back in the day that she would tell four was going to be kind of the villain of this series of this movie. That's what they said way back when that might've changed. We see him. We don't see Kang the conqueror. I don't no, think, I think, I think we're not going to see Kang again until, uh, quantum mania, the n- next Ant-Man movie. That would make I think, sense. I think that's when we're going to see him next. Uh, yeah. So there's, like there's so many different opportunities to see interesting stuff. Like I still, I'm still hoping to see alternate versions of 
heroes and maybe two of the same hero played by two different actors just from other Marvel <laughs> franchises. I mean, Human Torch, we would get to see Chris Evans again. But he I mean, be Captain America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say we could get Captain America and Human Torch, but no, they he won't come back for Captain America. Well, we could get three different Human Torches if they really wanted, but <laughs> no one ever acknowledges the Roger Corman film. <laughs> I mean, that one I'm fine with. It's the latest one that I'm like, eh. But yeah, but then you could also have Killmonger and Human Human Torch going face to face. That's like- true. Okay, that's true. okay. That makes it exciting again. I mean, anyhow, I'm excited for this. Uh, Sam Raimi tends to make really fun movies, um, so yeah. Uh, looking so we have other trailers we should chat about very quickly. We spent way more time on Doctor Strange than I anticipated. <laughs> there was so much. We we have a little bit of time. Yeah, we saw Nope, um, the next uh, Jordan Peele suspense horror sci-fi film this one's an alien film uh it was just enough to intrigue me and i love the soundtrack <laughs> yes i love the soundtrack there's still a lot of like what much like chip and dale or multiverse of madness a lot of like what what exactly is going on here there's an awful lot of genres it feels like in this one movie mm-hmm. um you know, they say never read the comments but i read the comments under the youtube trailer and Someone said, man, Jordan Peele has a really good way of putting horror into comedy and I or vice versa. And I really, really agree. I thought that this the trailer had a really good um, balance of everything that it put into it. Yeah. And I I think those are the movies that I find the most uh, intriguing. Right. Like there are a lot of horror Mm -hmm. movies that attempt to have some comedy in them and kind of fail. There's some that will surprise you like there was the Friday the 13th reboot from a few years ago that had some, I wouldn't say outright comedy, but definitely humor in it. And to me, it totally worked. I was like, I I was surprised at how entertained I was by a Friday the 13th movie. Nope. Looks like it's going to be really interesting. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm curious what sort of, because with Jordan Peele, you start to expect it. You start to expect some sort mm-hmm. of deeper commentary as part mm-hmm. of it. And I'm very curious to see what that deeper commentary might be in this film. Me too. Two other quick things about it before we move on to the next trailer. One, yeah. I was very much getting like Welcome to Night Vale glow cloud vibes from it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, nobody nobody in my close social circle, like my husband, as in like the person I live with and see every day, he's never listened to Night Vale. He doesn't know. So like. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got two Night Vale posters up behind me on the wall. So I've just been waiting to say that. And then two, I also, with that same group of very small people that came over for Super Bowl, we watched Color Out of Space because my friend is the Nicolas Cage version because my friend is a huge Lovecraft horror-esque fan, mm-hmm. which one, uh, watching next to the Nope trailer, see, there's some similarities between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and two, that movie is really scary and really disturbing. I'll have to check it out. I've, I haven't seen that one. I've seen Mandy, but I haven't seen Color Out of Space. There was a trailer for Mandy at the beginning of it. Boy, Mandy is a heck of a ride. <laughs> Look, I watched Dagon and that was ridiculous. So I could oh, I, I could enjoy Dagon. that one. I this love one is, Dagon. This one is not as ridiculous. This one I would yeah. say is a better quality movie and not as fun. But again, unless you're a really big, like creepy, disturbing horror fan, I, I wouldn't recommend it. Well, next up, we saw a trailer for the rings of power, the Lord of the Rings series on Amazon, uh, which I am told is going to feature four main storylines, 
Let's see if I can remember them. One is like the coming of age of Elrond, because this is when Elrond is much younger. It's the second age. Uh, uh, Lord of the Rings and Hobbit take place in the third age. So uh, which and, and an age lasts thousands of years. So one is the coming of age of Elrond, essentially. One is the rise of Sauron uh, back when mm-hmm. he was still like a, a, a physical entity before he became the floating yeah. eyeball. Sexy magician Sauron. Uh, one is a Galadriel story when she was like warrior queen type of character. Mm-hmm. And then one is the last alliance of elves and men, which is sort of the final stand at the end of the second age. This is what we saw. The We saw a bit of that in the prologue to Lord of the Rings. It's when Isildur cuts the ring off of Sauron's hand. That's at the mm-hmm. end of one of the climatic battles in the last alliance of elves and men. So that's going to be part of it. Um, I guess actually technically then there's also the, the rise and fall of Numenor, which is an island that doesn't exist by the time Lord of the Rings is taking place, but yeah. um, is where like uh, uh, Aragorn's uh, ancestry dates to. Yeah. So, so Game of Thrones and Wheel of Time both have this issue with me where there's so many characters and there's so much going on. It's hard for me to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little more familiar with Lord of, the Lord of the Rings history, so it'll be easier for me for me to follow. But despite despite my issues with other series in that sort of format, I am actually really looking forward to this. I thought it looked so pretty and it, it excited me and I want to know the things that they were showing me. So, yeah. Uh, funny little side note. This was not part of the the big game commercials, but we also learned of an animated Lord of the Rings movie that's supposed to come out in 2024, the War of Rohirrim. So yeah. uh, I think yeah, we talked getting... about that on a previous episode. Did we? I, I, yeah. I don't think I had even heard of it before. But if, um, if we didn't, I at least put it in our show notes. But it is gotcha. recent news. Yeah. So that's that's going to come out in a couple of years. Uh, and we'll that'll deal with stuff that happened earlier in the third age. So it'll be between the stuff we see in uh, the Rings of Power and the Lord of the Rings movies. And uh, then we had a little trailer of various Netflix projects that are coming out in the near future, including Knives Out 2, which is the one I'm most Mm -hmm. excited about seeing. I'm excited about that. There's a movie called Slumberland, which is 1000% a child's movie, I think. But um, I say 1000%, I think. Good talking, Ariel. Uh, But it's got Jason Momoa in it. And they show it's the movie they show the least amount of. And it was the most visually intriguing to me. It's it's got like a, a dude with horns on a flying carpet with a kid, um, and then uh, the Adam Project, which is done by Ryan Reynolds and and the Free Guy crew, and is adult Ryan Reynolds and kid Ryan Reynolds with spaceships. So yeah, it made me think of Free Guy meets Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> it's like meets Flight of the Navigator a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So that. That was interesting, too. We'll definitely be talking more about those projects as time goes on. But uh, speaking of time going on, it is time for us to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a couple of other commercials that played at the Superb Owl, uh, a a bit of sad news and how that leads into our mashup for this week. But first, these messages. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, 
Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. Okay, more commercials. Woo! Yeah, we, we take you back from commercials to talk about commercials. Yes. Uh, the first of which is the Moon Knight uh, commercial, mm-hmm. uh, which was okay. <laughs> yeah, it gave us a little, it, it honestly just felt like kind of an alternative trailer to the one we had already seen. Yeah, it didn't make me more interested in the property. I'm going to watch it because uh, Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke, although it's interesting to me that they're spending so much time on Ethan, like showing Ethan Hawke in the show, because from my research for our mashup, because as Jonathan and I have said previously, we are not, we're not, Moon Knight's one of our mashup properties. Neither of us is like incredibly familiar with the property, even though I have some Moon Knight comics right behind me. Um but his character, I think, is super minor in the comics. Mm. But uh, it also, from what I understand, um, we get an explanation, or we will get an explanation for that 
absolutely atrocious Cockney accent that Oscar Isaac is using, <laughs> uh, because it may be that that's one of we've mentioned this before that the character uh, uh, it's dissociative uh, identity disorder. Right. Mark Spector has dissociative identity disorder and has multiple personalities. And the chance is that one of those is one that has this accent and it's not the quote unquote true personality, um, which would make sense because if you know the background to Mark Spector, the character that you see on screen doesn't even remotely resemble that character. So yeah. we'll talk about that more, I'm sure, in the mashups. But then uh, another bit was that we had talked about how Arnold Schwarzenegger had shown up on a, a poster where he's Zeus and we had guessed that that was probably a reference to a, a commercial that would be played during the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But um, I think at the time I thought it was going to be a beer commercial. It turns out it's not. It was for an electric BMW vehicle commercial. Yeah, which I guess makes more sense. I, I also thought beer because it's kind of got that Budweiser blue going on in the picture. Yeah. Um, it also had Selma Hayek. Yes. Uh, and it had them singing a terrible, like singing along to Electric Avenue. And, yeah, and, and it was horrible. <laughs> it was okay. It was maybe a cute concept and way more highly produced than it needed to be. Like it yeah. wasn't funny enough, I feel, to warrant the the budget spent on it because Super Bowl commercials are very expensive. I have to say, though, uh, thanks to Meta slash Facebook, it was by no means the worst commercial shown during the Yeah, that the game. was scary. Yeah, the Meta one was terrible. But anyway, uh, so that there was that. And then the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to play a part in our mashup. But the other bit yeah. of news, the sad bit of news is that uh, Ivan Reitman passed away. Ivan Reitman was a director who directed lots of of great films, including Ghostbusters, the original mm-hmm. Ghostbusters. But he also directed a little film called Kindergarten Cop. Yes. And so Kindergarten Cop, because we've done Ghostbusters recently, will be the other property in our mashup. So which do you want to explain, Jonathan? I'm hoping it's Moon Knight. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll explain Moon Knight. Sure, <laughs> sure. Okay, so here's here's the here's what you need to know about Moon Knight if you're going with the broad canon, because just like with any comic book character, lots of different writers have written for Moon Knight. And when different writers write for a character, sometimes they change, like sometimes their powers change. So Moon Knight in general doesn't really have superpowers. Uh, The character is Mark Spector, who was a former Marine who then becomes a mercenary. He has his own code of ethics and morality. And when he's pushed really hard to break that, he gets into an altercation with a fellow mercenary. He's left for dead. He is brought to a statue of an ancient Egyptian God of the moon and of vengeance. The God resuscitates him and he is now the God's uh, emissary. He's the vessel, the, the instrument of vengeance for this God. However, it might just be that he's crazy that this near death experience drove him insane and that he believes that he has this Egyptian God telling him what to do. He also has a couple of other personalities that he uses on occasion. One of them is a taxi cab driver. They're called altars altars. Um, yeah. yeah. Important Uh, for my mashup. (laughs) Well, he's one of them is a taxi cab driver. Another one is a, 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 a masked suited character called Mr. Knight, who is not like a punch him up, beat him up uh, a hero like Moon Knight is, 
but is more of like a detective. Um, he's also got one that's like a billionaire playboy called Stephen Grant. And I think that people are assuming that the character we're seeing in the Moon Knight trailers is supposed to be the Stephen Grant personality who is not a billionaire in this version, but is rather mm -hmm. a, a peon working for a company. See, I would have thought that it was the Jake Lockley cabbie, um, cabbie personality. Yeah, but it, at any rate, uh, Moon Knight's kind of like Batman, uh, except he hurts people way more than Batman typically does. Yeah, yeah. And in the TV show, Arthur Harrow, which is who Ethan Hawke is playing, actually does amplify some of Moon Knight's more like legitimate powers, like uh, super intelligence and and like physical things. Yeah. So he he doesn't he can't fly or anything like that. Uh, he is very strong, very smart, very agile. Uh, tends to use a lot of different like gadgets too, which is again, yeah. he, he gets, he gets compared with Batman a lot. He I mean, he does have some metaphysical powers depending on where you, where you go into things. Um, also he's very violent. Yes. Very, like I said, he, he mutilates, like he doesn't and, just beat him up. And at one point in time he took up boxing. Okay. Um, <laughs> just adding little things that are important for, uh, your, your own mashups for my own mashup. Mash <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm sure it still won't because I, I, I took w what I knew with what my husband knew with what the internet told me. Um, and that's always a recipe for a glorious cake. Okay. Uh, so kindergarten cop is a story where Arnold Schwarzenegger is a cop and he's mm -hmm. trying to take down like this drug Lord and he's able to do it, but he he really needs a witness to make sure that this guy actually gets booked with his charges and goes to jail and all that stuff. Um, and so he he targets the the drug lord's wife for that. Um, in, he thinks that the wife has taken money from the drug lord and the drug lord is after her. And so he goes to Oregon with his partner to like look her down and offer her immunity in exchange for her testimony against her ex-husband. Um, and to do that, he and his partner become, well, his partner becomes a teacher. She used to be a teacher before she was a cop. She gets sick. He takes over. He's not really teacher material, but the kids love him anyhow. And he brings like a ferret in and uh, like, there are lots of, lots of great lines from a kindergarten cop. My favorite. It's I don't think I can. Puma. It's not a tumor or I'm the party pooper. Um, I'm the this, party pooper. This is what I'm going to do to you, which he says to a kid who won't be quiet and he snaps a pencil in front of it. And then like my favorite line, I don't know if I can say it on this podcast, <laughs> which is boys have um, boy parts and girls have girl parts. Um, I don't know. Can I, can I say those of words? Of course you can say. Of course you <laughs> okay. can say Boys anatomy. have penises and girls have vaginas. Um, you know. I, yeah, was, I, just what a kid just yeah. offers up just freely. Yeah. yeah so because so they're kindergarten course, kids and it's hilarious. Right. So the whole, the whole thing is that of course he's trying to track down where the mom is and he's also having to pose undercover as this teacher. And he did not account for the fact that that means he's actually going to have to deal with these kids. And it ends up being this very silly, very warm hearted kind of comedy yeah. that also still manages to have Arnold Schwarzenegger acting all action hero-y. Yeah, because the the de the drug lord does find the parent. He comes, he shoots up the school, he shoots up Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
Um, you know, Arnold falls for the mom, finds out that she's actually the person he's been looking for, and then she gets mad because he's lied about who he is. It's it's the whole action intrigue thing, but it's it's very fun. It's a lot of fun. It's it's heartwarming. So, so we are that. now going to do our mashups, and Ariel, I'm going to demand you do yours first. Okay. Uh, so I picked two titles in case one of your titles is the same as mine. Uh, so this is Kindergarten Night or Moon Moon, You Forgot How to Night. Mark Spector, ex-Marine, ex-boxer, ex-CIA, now cop, finally did it. He had long suspected the notorious Raoul Bushman, a horrible person who he had fought in his former careers, was somewhere in America operating a drug and gambling ring. And then, one day, Mark caught Bushman trying to order a hit on his ex-wife, Joyce Lockley. That's a play on Jake Lockley. Okay, but to make sure that Bushman would stay behind bars, Mark Spector had to seek out Joyce to testify against him. So Mark and his partner Marlene, Marlene is also his girlfriend in the comics, traveled to small town Oregon where they thought Joyce was hiding out. When they got there, they found out that Joyce had a kid, a little redhead girl that was the reason she had left Bushman and Bushman was after the child. So Mark and his partner went undercover as school teachers, Marlene under the name Phoebe and Mark under the name Stephen Grant Kimball, to try to get close to the kid and also the mom. Marlene took to the foe teaching like a duck in water. However, Mark was not prepared to be a teacher. He was rough and strict with the kids and even threatened violence on a couple of abusive parents, which was well-intentioned but unacceptable within the school system nonetheless. But the kids adored Mr. Steve, and Mr. Steve adored them. He would do things like teach them how to punch, tumble, speak other languages, which, you know, the kids only did so well because they were kindergartners after all. And the kids would equally enrich Mr. Steve's life with facts they had learned about life, like the differences between princesses and police officers, their parents' marital relations, and the anatomical difference between boys and girls. It took some adjusting, but Steve began to love his teaching job. But Mr. Steve was closest of all with that little red-haired girl, often spending time together on the swing set during recess. He felt like she made him closer with his inner child. Then one day, the worst happened. Bushman got off trial and out of jail and on a technicality and came for his wayward family. Mr. Steve came out to Joyce and the child about who he really was, Mark Spector, saying that if they helped him, he would keep them safe. And as expected, Bushman came to the school to get the girl and kill his ex-wife. Mark slash Mr. Steve got shot multiple times and fell to the ground, but not before getting a shot out on Bushman himself. And then he felt someone shaking him. Mark did. When Mark opened his eyes, he was on the swing set with a little red-haired girl who said, enough fun, time to get back out there and fight real crime. Mark Spector looked confused, but then Joyce Lockley turned into Jake Lockley, and Moon Knight realized he was in a mental meeting with his alters, not in small town Oregon, and the little red-haired girl was actually his inner child, and she yelled at him to wake up and smacked him in the face. When he woke up, he was laying on the couch. Marlene Ulrain, his on-again, off-again paramour and grounding force standing above him. "'Come on, we've got a lead on Bushmen. The West Coast Avengers are waiting for you,' she said. As Moon Knight got up, he said, Man, I had the weirdest dream. And I mean weird for me. That's the last time I watch 80s movies while I nap. Also, do you think I'd make a good teacher? Marlene gave him a confused look as he changed into Moon Knight and they left out to meet the team. The end. (laughs) So Moon Knight does actually have a a little red-haired girl that he'll have meetings with his alters in his mind, at least in the Ultimate Universe. And there's a little red-haired girl in there that's his... Inner, that's referred to as his inner child and might actually yes. be the God that revived him. So, yeah. Uh, and that's what, again, one of the things we were chatting about earlier is that depending on who's writing the comic, you get these different takes. So like Mr. Knight 
will play a part in mine, but is not in mm-hmm. every version of Moon Knight. Um, and also like there are other ones too. Like there are writers who had, have it where Moon Knight's strength grows or wanes along with the, the, uh, the phases of the moon, but that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is long enough where I think we're probably going to need to take a quick break. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot okay ariel are you prepared for the thing i'm about to do <laughs> i i look i pretty much just gave you kindergarten cop with some names changed out um, uh mine's <laughs> mine okay i cheated i'm just gonna say that right out front i cheated 
Uh, okay. I am not. I don't regret cheating, but I have cheated. Mine is called Moon Knight and the Kindergarten Cop. And here we go. Mark Spector has a problem. For one thing, he has dissociative personality disorder, and a lot of folks keep misidentifying it as schizophrenia, which is something else entirely. For another, mysterious forces outside the borders of space and time have infused Spectre with incredible strength and agility, turning him into the Moon Knight, but he's losing himself in the process. But perhaps worst of all, he is forever being pursued by John Kimball, a cop. A cop in kindergarten. Yes, Kimball is five years old, and he's on Spectre's ass. <laughs> oh, and, and and John Kimball is five years old, and he's an LAPD detective, and he's also played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. But everyone behaves like this is a regular five-year-old kid who happens to also be a cop. It's a really high-concept idea, and I think it's going to test incredibly well with audiences. Anyway, we join the story in progress as Mark Spector is making his way through a major city. Which one? I don't really care. We see him shrugging on a coat and putting on a hat and jumping into a cab. A cab that's driven by Mark Spector. Yes, Spector is having a dissociative episode in which he sees himself in his guise as Jake Lockley, a cab driver behind the wheel, while another of his identities, Stephen Grant, is the passenger. But then keep in mind, uh, Stephen Grant in this case is the Mark Spector we've been following, and he's in the backseat. And we zoom in on Spector's eyes, uh, the passenger Mark Spector, the Stephen Grant version, and those eyes are framed by sweaty brows as he tries to will himself back into reality. And he does. And he sees that behind the wheel is just a nondescript cab driver looking at him and saying, come on, pal, where is it you want to go? And Spectre mumbles a des destination in a really unconvincing Cockney accent, but it's not important where we're going, so again, I don't really care. The cabbie gets ready to pull into traffic when suddenly the back door opens again, and a small hand reaches into the cab and grabs Spectre's coat at the shoulder and hauls Spectre out. And we cut, and now we see Spectre held up on the sidewalk, above the sidewalk by Arnold Schwarzenegger. So the small hand was like a stand-in because Arnold wasn't available that day, but now he's <laughs> holding up Mark Spectre over the ground. And he says, gotcha, says Kimball. And remember, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger, a.k.a. the cop who is in kindergarten. He says, now you're coming with me to answer for your crime. You're looking at a tough sentence, pal. You're headed to time out. And Spectre, feeling his heart race, immediately lifts his arms over his head and slides out of his coat, hitting the ground and then dashing off. Poopsicles, yells Kimball, throwing the coat to the side and taking chase. And we get this cool foot chase sequence where Spectre is making his way through a crowded sidewalk, you know, ducking down alleys and stuff. And Kimball's close behind running like an enormous kid and yelling, stop in the name of the law. And Spectre ducks into a building. He runs up a set of stairs and he's trying different doors as he's running down hallways and stuff, but they're all locked until at the third floor, he finds a door that's open and he dashes in and he closes the door behind him and he locks it and he is really, really quiet. And he hears the loud clomp, clomp, clomp of Kimball's feet as the kid cop tries to catch up. And you know, do you know how kids sound? Like uh, when they're running, they sound like they weigh, you know, like a thousand pounds. Like a little 20 pound kid can sound like an elephant when they're running around. Well, imagine that same sort of heavy footed run, except this time it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it's amazing that the building doesn't just collapse in on itself. Well, anyway, the clomping eventually fades away and Spectre looks around 
and he's in an empty room. It's an apartment that doesn't have any furniture or anything in it. It's just a vacant apartment. So he slides to the floor, trying to catch his breath and his eyes slip shut. And we have a sudden lighting change. It goes from bright to dark. And we realize that Spectre fell asleep and slept through the day. And now it's nighttime and he gets up and he says, no, 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 not now, but it's no use. He transforms into the Moon Knight, a vigilante with somewhat inconsistent powers because it kind of depends on who's writing the story. And the Moon Knight ventures out of the apartment, silently stalking through the building, making his way all the way up to the rooftop. And there he is, silhouetted against the moon itself, a cloaked, shadowy figure, all dressed in white. And he hears the sound of a struggle, so he quickly makes his way to a blind alley where a group of thugs are surrounding an old wino. And the elderly wino seems harmless, but the brutes all appear determined to beat the stuffing out of him. So the Moon Knight suddenly drops into the middle of the group, and then he sees what it was all along. It was a trap. Yes, Kimball has managed to convince his fellow kindergarten students to help him lure Moon Knight into an ambush. Too late, the Moon Knight sees that the assailants are not adults. Nope, each one is two kids in a trench coat with one kid sitting on top of the other kid's shoulders. And the wino? Well, that turns out that's John Kimball on top of another kid's shoulders. And that kid is flattened. Because again, this is Arnold Schwarzenegger standing on top of an unconscious child. So that kid is out of the rest of the film. Don't worry, he got well compensated. Anyway, the group converges on Moon Knight, who then goes into the spectacular fight scene. And kids are tossed left and right. And sure... I could go all edgelord on this and make this a scene where a masked vigilante really beats the ever-loving stuffing out of a bunch of kindergarten kids, but instead the kids all fly off to the side and go, wee, and each of them lands in a soft pile of garbage or rags or something. So none of them are actually hurt, but they all pretend to be knocked unconscious and only occasionally giggle. But then Kimball, he's a different story because he's a kid, but he's played by a very large adult, so we get a pretty tough fight scene here. But Moon Knight is super capable, so he shakes Kimball, makes his escape, and Kimball stares up into the night sky as Moon Knight scrambles up a fire escape to safety, and then Kimball looks at his watch and says, Oh no! The big hand is on the 12, and the little hand is on the 8. It's past my bedtime! And he heads off down the alley, while we see some of the kids kind of picking themselves up out of the piles of garbage and stuff because they didn't wait for the director to yell cut, and that was the best take they got all night. Okay, so, we get back to Spectre, who we see is no longer the Moon Knight, and he's in his own apartment, and he opens up a closet which reveals a white suit. Not the Moon Knight superhero suit, but an all-white business suit complete with a white tie. And we see him put this on as well as a white balaclava style mask with like a moon symbol on it. And now he is Mr. Knight. And Mr. Knight wants to clear Mark Spector's name. So see, Kimball is after Spector because, well, once upon a time, Spector was a mercenary for hire and he was involved in some not very nice things. And Spector is suspected in taking candy from a baby, except it wasn't Spector who did it. Mr. Knight decides he has to find out who really did take that candy from that baby. But you know, Moon Knight fans will already be aware that it was the mercenary Raoul Bushman who was also responsible for critically injuring Spectre, which led to Spectre's encounter with Konshku, uh, a moon god from ancient Egypt who values vengeance. So we have this little flashback that tells, tells Moon Knight's origin story. And then Mr. Knight says, oh right, it's just Raoul. Mystery solved. So Mr. Knight goes on to track down Raoul Bushman. 
Kimball, of course, is still on uh, Mr. Knight's trail, Spectre's trail, but uh, sometimes he has to put that on hold because he has to pause for naps and snack time and recess. And we get this cool sequence of Mr. Knight on the trail of Bushman, and then he changes into Jake Lockley, the cab driver, and he talks to some various criminal types to get more information, and he ultimately tracks down Raoul Bushman. Then we see Spectre change back into the Moon Knight, and he goes into this big, brutal fight with Bushman, and Bushman's also a skilled mercenary, so he fights back really well, but Moon Knight just kind of absorbs a whole lot of punishment, because that's kind of his bag, and then he ends up hurting Bushman a lot. Like, we're talking broken limbs left and right, and teeth getting knocked out, and eyes getting gouged. It is surprisingly violent for a movie that also features an enormous five-year-old cop. Anyway, Bushman is left barely alive, writhing in pain when Kimball runs up. The Moon Knight points at Bushman and says, This is the man who did the bad thing you thought that I had done. <laughs> oh, says Kimball. Okay, sorry about that. And then he puts on a pair of handcuffs on Bushman, who is making a lot of, like, distressing pain noises because the beating was so brutal. And he does his best to read Bushman as rights, but that's hard because he's still in kindergarten and he can't really read very well yet. And then we get the credits, but then there's a mid-credits scene where we see Mark Spector sitting on a park bench looking the worse for wear, and he's clearly distressed by all those multiple personalities. And then, who sits next to him? But Kimball, the cop, who says, Buy you a juice box? And then Spector gives him a grim grin, and we cut to black. The end. I'm going to start by saying I love it, and then I'm going to say <laughs> your writers were inconsistent because your Arnold only had an accent in his final line. I uh, So here's the thing. Here's the thing. They say that everybody has an Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. I do not. I Neither If do I. I do, it is literally the world's worst. Anyone else, in people who have never even seen Arnold Schwarzenegger, can do a better Arnold Schwarzenegger impression than I can do. I have accepted that this is just the truth. And I made the executive decision that I was not going to do a Schwarzenegger impression all the way through. I um I also at first thought maybe you were doing a kindergarten cop spoof instead. I don't know. Maybe you did. I've never watched the movie. Uh, of kindergarten cop? Yeah. No. Oh, no. No, not kindergarten cop. Sorry. Cop and a half. Cop and a half. Oh, I haven't. I don't even know what cop and a half is. It's like, a, I think Burt Reynolds is a cop and he takes an eight-year-old on as a partner, but it's an actual eight-year-old. Oh. Uh, my husband actually got a chance to audition for that role and then they decided they wanted to go with a different demographic for it, which is totally fine and the right choice. But back when he was a kid, he was able to audition for it. Yeah, Not- no, this was this was just me thinking like, how can I make kindergarten cop interesting? And then I, because I actually, I started working on one. I got only like a paragraph in and I hated where it was going. And I mm-hmm. felt like I had written myself in a corner and that it wasn't really funny. And like, it was all the bad choices, right? It's one of those things where you say I have made all the wrong choices. Oh. So I thought, well, what can I do instead? And I thought, well, I could just ignore the brief <laughs> and not, and make it a literal kindergarten cop, but keep it as Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I absolutely loved it. I thought it was brilliant and I want to watch this, but like with, uh, 1980s Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was yes. going to say young. He can't be young and he can't be current age. He's got to be 1980s. So that's going to take some, uh, some multiverse s- of madness. Yeah. And, and some <laughs> massive CGI to do that. Um, but if you out there have an idea of how you would mash up kindergarten cop and, and moon Knight, Knight 
better than this, please do write in and tell us. <laughs> yeah, but be nice about it because we already know, okay? We already know. <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, you can, um, you can do that by emailing us at lnc at iheartmedia.com. Yes, and you can drop us a note on social to let us know any other mashup ideas that we should consider. Uh, you can do that on Facebook or on Instagram where we are Large Nerdron Collider, or you can do that on Twitter where we are LNC underscore podcast. We love hearing from you. A lot of you have been reaching out recently. Keep it coming. It's awesome. Also, as a reminder, the way you can help the show you love, and this is true for all shows, not just ours, but leave reviews, you know, uh, leave comments, Mm -hmm. make sure you talk about it to other people. And uh, that, that helps content creators out more than you can possibly imagine. Better than any other kind of marketing thing we could do. That has the most value. And again, that applies for all shows. So if there's a show that you've really liked that you really you haven't done something like written a review for, consider doing it. It is an enormous help to those shows. That is true. Uh, we love you and we appreciate you. Uh, and until next time, I have been Ariel. Dear God, how am I going to do the art for this week's episode, Kasten? And I'm Jonathan. I'm Moon and Ariel right now, Strickland. Uh, <laughs> Cheeky. The Large Nerdron Collider is a production of iHeartRadio and was created by Ariel Kasten. Jonathan Strickland is the executive producer. The show is produced, edited, and published by Tari Harrison. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.